Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Of all the major items presented to man in the Bible, perhaps none is as misunderstood and mysterious as the church. Of course, to most people, the church is quite simple. It's the building on the street corner. Others, though, have seen more, that the church is not the physical building at all, but really is composed of all the believers, the people of God. But the revelation doesn't stop here. We are going to see a clear and wonderful picture of the church, God's building, on today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Joining us today as we continue on our travel through the second book of the Bible is Brother Ed Marks. Ed, thank you for being with us. It's a real privilege to be here for this broadcast, Chris. And like you said, uh, in this broadcast, we will see a very clear picture of the church. Uh, In the Old Testament, the Old Testament is full of typology, full of pictures of Christ and the church. And like the old maxim says, a picture is worth a thousand words. So we'll see a marvelous picture of the church in this broadcast. Ed, one of the things that I think we were, we were able to learn from Witness Lee over the years that uh, we had the privilege to be with him, under him, uh, particularly regarding the Bible and how to understand it, is that first you mustn't take anything for granted. Because in this book, everything is significant. Even the order in which things are presented is significant. Against that backdrop, Ed, what's the main point that we're going to look at today as we continue in this transition from Exodus 27 to 28? Well, Chris, what we'll see is that at the end of chapter 27 and the beginning of chapter 28, what we have is a link between the tabernacle and the priesthood. At the end of chapter 27, it speaks of the priests lighting of the lamps in the tabernacle. And what we will see in this broadcast is the relationship between the tabernacle and the priesthood. In particular, we'll see that we can't have the tabernacle without the priesthood, nor can we have the priesthood without the tabernacle. And we'll see that both of these items, the tabernacle and the priesthood, signify the church as the body of Christ. Ed, in this first portion today, though we're talking about the linkage between the priesthood and the tabernacle as seen in Exodus in the Old Testament, we're going to hear a New Testament confirmation of this same point. Uh, this takes place in First Peter chapter 2. You have your uh, Bible open there. Maybe you'd read that verse for us. Yes, actually, Chris, this is a very critical verse. It says, you yourselves also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house into a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Uh, This is a very critical verse for this broadcast, and we'll see it opened up to us as we listen to Brother Lee. Let's join Witness Lee. The tabernacle mentioned from chapter 28 
you have a section which is so long on the priesthood. We need to find out why priesthood continues right after the tabernacle. The reason that these two sections are put together. You could not have the tabernacle without the priesthood. Neither you could have the priesthood without the tabernacle. Right after the uh, tabernacle comes into existence, there is the need of the priesthood to light the lamps. This indicates these two things, the tabernacle and the priesthood, spiritually speaking, are actually just one thing. In such a typology, even our God didn't find a better way to show us that his redeemed people are both the tabernacle and the priesthood. Then how do we know this? Okay, when we come to the New Testament fulfillment, the Spirit puts these two things together. 1 Peter 2.5 tells us that we are Builded into a spiritual house, comma, and holy praise hope. The spiritual house is the holy praise hope. The praise hope here is not a kind of service, is a body, a group of praise built together. To serve, to work, to live as one builded unity. Amen. This is the priesthood. And this priesthood is the spiritual house. The priesthood, a body of praise, they are not only a body of priests, but they are also. The house. Amen. Just like today. Today all the saints Amen. build it together. Amen. We are a spiritual house. Amen. And this spiritual house Amen. is a people. Amen. A collective people. Amen. A people in the uh, prayer meaning. You can see that these two refer to one thing. And immediately following this lengthy and quite detailed description of the tabernacle and all of its components, Exodus introduces the priesthood. Then, in the New Testament, the verse in 1 Peter that you read earlier, these two things are presented as one thing. In other words, the priesthood equals the tabernacle and vice versa. What should we understand from these two presentations out of the priesthood and the tabernacle? Well, Chris, 1 Peter 2.5 is a very important verse because... This verse shows us that the spiritual house is the holy priesthood. It says that we, the believers, are all living stones and that we're being built up as a spiritual house into a holy priesthood. So these two things are equal. Actually, the church is God's spiritual house, the reality of the tabernacle in the Old Testament. At the same time, 
we as the church, as the spiritual house, are also a holy priesthood. Now, the word for priesthood used in this verse, Chris, is significant. This word priesthood can refer either to the service of the priests or to the collective body of the priest who are serving in coordination to build up God's spiritual house. In this verse, 1 Peter 2.5, it particularly refers to the body of priests. As members of the body of Christ, we are a priesthood. We are a corporate body of priests serving God to build up the body of Christ, which is his spiritual house. Now, Chris, when we talk about these two aspects of the church, the spiritual house and the priesthood, both of which we believers are corporately, we see the two functions of the church. On the one hand, as the church, we are those who house God. God lives in us. God dwells in us. And God wants to be expressed through us. On the other hand, as a corporate body of priests, we are those who serve God. And all of our service of God is to dispense God into people for the building up of this spiritual house. Now, Chris, I would just like to say something very practical to us as believers. On the one hand, as believers, we're the spiritual house to house God, to contain God, to be filled with God. This means every day we need to give ourselves to contact God. It seems so simple. But this should be our life habit. The first thing in the morning, we should give the first part of the morning to contact God in the Word and in prayer so that we could be filled with God. That's the function of God's spiritual house, to house God, to be filled with God. On the other hand, we need to serve God by ministering God into people. This means every day we shouldn't just contact God. We need to contact people with the God whom we're filled with. And we need to dispense the very God we've experienced and enjoyed into people so that they can be filled with God and can also be built up as God's spiritual house. So this is very practical, and this is the relationship between these two aspects of the church. Well, in this coming section, Ed, we want to have, I think, a very basic word. We mentioned in the introduction there, of course, is the most common thought that the church somehow relates or equates to the physical building. We're going to touch that point. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Today, the church, firstly, is God's house. We are built together into a spiritual house. And this spiritual house is what? Is a serving body. It's a serving unit. It's a serving people. And the biblical term for this unit is priesthood. So we are not a lifeless house. We are a house full of life. Christians, for genuine reasons, didn't realize that the church is something living. It is not something lifeless. So they called their kind of chapel, they called their kind of cathedral, the church. A dead church. The church is not a lifeless material thing. 
the church is a constitution of Christ with his redeemed people. So the church is living. It's something living. Through the centuries, you have those people with doctor degrees. They never pointed out that was absolutely wrong to call a lifeless building the church. Sometimes I heard, oh, brother so-and-so is now in the church. That means what? It's now in the hall. Even among us. This is something from the tradition. Now you understand why I hate tradition so much. This kind of tradition is in the blood. Even probably in the cells. The church is not a lifeless matter. It is a house built with life. Not only filled with life, but built with life. It is constituted. With life. How could a lifeless house be the priesthood? It's impossible. The priesthood is a group of people full of life. We are here, on the one hand, a spiritual house. On the other hand, a priesthood. Both are one. Now, you may ask why we have to make this point so clear. Why? In brief, if we are not the spiritual house, we can never be the priesthood. If we are not the priesthood, neither can we be the spiritual house. In other words, if we are the dwelling place of God, surely we are a body of priests. If we are not a body of priests, then we are not God-dwelling place. And this is a subject that we, I think, have to come to in a very careful way. But at the same time, we have to be faithful to the truth of the Bible. And that is, what is the nature of the church? Somewhere along the way, the church became identified with the physical building, the physical structure. But, Brother Ed, what actually is revealed in the Bible regarding the nature of the church? Well, Chris, like you said, this concept of the church being a physical structure shows us the degradation that has come among the believers through the centuries. You know, even the fact that we would say, let's go to church, shows this degradation. We don't go to church. We are the church, and we meet as the church. The church is not a physical building. The church is, according to 1 Peter 2.5, is God's spiritual house. According to 1 Timothy 3.15, the church is the house of the living God. And the composition of this house is all of us believers in Christ. We are the living stones in this house. Actually, 1 Peter 2 tells us that Christ is a living stone. And when he came into us, when we received him as our life, and our Savior. He made us living stones. So that brings us to the nature of the church. Actually, the nature of the church is it is a spiritual house. It is something of the Spirit, and it is a house built with life, constituted with life, and filled with life. And when I say life, Chris, I mean Christ as life. Christ says, I am the life. So the church is a house. We are the church. We are the body of Christ, and we are filled with Christ as life. We're constituted with Christ as life, 
and we are built up with Christ's life. So the church as a spiritual house is organic. It's not an organization of lifeless materials, but it is an organic body. What this shows us, Chris, is that the way to build up this house is we need to enjoy Christ as life every day. He needs to be our life. He needs to be everything to us. And we need to grow in Christ as life every day. And we do this, of course, I think we'll see more in the next section. This is why we need to pray every day. This is why we need to be in the Word every day. And this is why we need to fellowship with other believers, just like we're doing now. There's a flow of life among us, and Christ's life is being added to us. We're growing in life, and that is building up the church as God's spiritual house. Well, this is a marvelous advance in the revelation of the church to go from the physical building to the realization that the believers themselves are the organic living components with the divine life of the church, the house of God. But the revelation does not stop here. And I think this is very critical for our listeners today. We really encourage you stay very well tuned to this coming portion in our final time together to fellowship. Once again, here's Witness Lee. I heard quite a few messages given from 1 Peter 2, verses 5 and 9. They just loved these two verses, giving messages again and again from these two verses. I got much help. But they never stressed that the priesthood is something built up. But how do you know that the priesthood is something built up? Because the spiritual house and the priesthood are in opposition. This is that, and that is this. The two are just one thing. In priesthood, you cannot see the building, apparently. But in spiritual house, everyone can see. House is a building. When we are building up together, right away, we are God-dwelling place. Then we are God's praise hope. We are a people collective serving God as priests. And these priests are not individualistic. They are all together corporate. This is why in New Testament you have another term concerning the church at the house, at the priesthood, that is the word body. Amen. We, the church, is the body of Christ. Look at the body. The body has hundred members, but not one member acts individualistically. So, in typology, God uses two things to portray the church's function. The church's function, number one, is to afford God a dwelling place. Without the church, God is homeless. But with the church, God has a home. And now God is in his home. And this is the church. And then the church has another function. While the church is being God's dwelling place, the church serves God. This is really wonderful. The church serves God. Well, it is the dwelling place of God. 
we give God a dwelling place. And then we serve God. And this dwelling place is just a serving grove. So God uses these two things, tabernacle and the priesthood, to typify the church's twofold function. To uh, house God and to serve God. And I really like this point. On the one hand, a good number of believers have received some light in the Word regarding the church being something living, not the physical building. But in all honesty, we need even more light to realize this matter of building, don't we? Yes, Chris, this is very critical. Actually, when we look in the Scriptures, God's goal is to have a built-up body of Christ. Now, how does that happen? And this is what we want to address in our concluding word here. You know, we've pointed out that with a physical building, all it is is a collection of lifeless materials. Actually, it's an organization of lifeless materials. But what we see in the New Testament is that the church is the body of Christ. The body of Christ is God's spiritual house. Now, how is a body built up? Well, in the New Testament, if you look in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12, it compares our physical body to the body of Christ. In other words, our physical body is a picture of the body of Christ. Now, if you consider our physical body, how was our physical body built up? Well, it was built up in an organic way. The way that you and I were built up, I mean, we're grown men right now. The way our bodies were built up is by our growth in life. And this is the way the body of Christ is built up, the way God's spiritual house is built up. It's by our growth in the divine life. So it's very critical that every day we pray, Lord Jesus, grow in me. You know, Colossians 2.19 tells us that we grow with the growth of God. What this means is that we grow with the increase of of God as life within us. Every day we need to experience Christ as life. We need to enjoy Christ as life so that we can grow in life. This is why it's very critical every day for us to have a time with the Lord where we can pray and where we can get into his word by praying over his word. He tells us in John 6:63, the words that I speak to you are spirit and our life. So when we enjoy him in prayer and in his word, we get the addition of his life, the dispensing of his life into us. This causes us to grow in life, and this growth in life is the building up of the body of Christ. Now, the second thing practically, Chris, I would like to emphasize to our listeners is we also need the fellowship of life to have some building of the body of Christ. Just like Brother Lee pointed out, you know, the priests and the priesthood, they had to coordinate together in their service. Whatever you and I do to serve God can't be done in an individualistic way. It has to be done in a corporate way, just like on this broadcast. We're serving together. Even there's people serving here that our listeners don't even hear. So we need the fellowship of life, and whenever we serve God, we should do it in fellowship. The book of Acts shows us this clearly, that in Acts 1.14, you had 120 
praying together in one accord. This brought in a tremendous blessing for God's move. Even in Acts 13, we see Paul and Barnabas praying with a few other co-workers, and the Lord was able to do something marvelous for his move. So in our service to the Lord, we should always serve in fellowship with other believers. This brings in the supply of life, the ministry of life, and the growth in life, which causes the building up of the body of Christ. So I just wanted to emphasize these two practical things for us, is we need to grow in life, and whatever we do has to be in fellowship with other believers, in the fellowship of life, and this will build up the body of Christ. Isn't it marvelous, Brother Ed, that these uh, pictures from the Old Testament bring us into the high revelation of the deepest aspects of the New Testament? Yes, Chris, it is marvelous to see that the church is the reality of the tabernacle, the house of God, and also the reality of the priesthood, where we can be filled with God to house God as the tabernacle, and where we can serve God by dispensing God into his chosen people so that they can be built up as God's spiritual house. I've missed you, uh, Brother Ed. It's been a while since you've had a chance to be with us, and I uh, very much enjoyed our time together today. I've got to invite you back again soon. Yes, Chris, I'm looking forward to the next broadcast. This Life Study of Exodus is really a classic. It certainly is. For Ed Marks today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. To discover more of what Living Stream has to offer, please visit ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll be able to read over 600 titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee online and free of charge. Again, the website, ministrybooks.org. Thanks for listening today.